Livey, livey, livey. To the land of live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the bonus show. <laughs> Slip into the night, episode 30, I think it is. Hopefully I labeled it correctly. I don't remember. Uh, I get lost. We were supposed to do one thing, and then Holly pulled the old switcheroo on me this morning. <laughs> I was all prepared to get all high and talk about the fucking journey to the center of the earth with you. We can we can do that on Saturday. All right, we'll do that on Saturday. I'll get like super cooked, baked mm -hmm. high, and then we'll talk about going to the center of the earth. Because normally I don't do that anymore when I do a show. Generally, I don't get like really high anymore when I do a show, and I won't smoke on air. Mm-hmm. Because but, I found that I was I, I lose myself too much in conversation. Like I get I get too tripped up on my own fucking words. So I I generally don't do it. Mm -hmm. But you're thinking. Yeah. Um, but when I got to go to the center of the fucking earth, <laughs> I need a, I need like a fucking super dab hit for that shit. <laughs> wow. Wow, there's some fucking raring going on. <laughs> and the cats have been in hiding all morning, and they have just decided to make their appearance. So that's... Yeah. And my new super sensitive microphone is picking up. Oh, yeah, everything. Everything. Yeah. Well, so. it, it, it will and it won't. Um, they're designed, you know, they're designed fairly... Uh, good for what, they do, for what they do. The Yeti is, like, one of the better... Uh, I would say mid-road uh, studio microphones that you can get to do this type of shit. I mean, especially like with all the stuff that's out there. Oh, wow. He's a happy cat. Anyhow, uh, we were going to do uh, uh, like a hollow earth type show, hollow earth theory shit. And instead, Holly wants to talk about Beltane because Beltane is traditionally on, you said May 1st. Yeah, between um, April 30th and May May 1st. It's the midpoint between the spring equinox and the summer solstice. Yeah. And uh, it's a we are like right. It's like right now. Yeah. Appropriate. So. Yeah. And, and, and it's 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 a you know, it's a unique time like of the year. Like when you're getting a little bit of this sunshine back into the world where, you know, you've been sitting in the winter all, you know, in, in winter hours or winter sunlight, I should say, <clears throat> where you have this lack of sunlight, you know? And not only do you have this lack of sunlight, but we here decide to do this stupid fucking thing with daylight savings time, which is outdated and stupid, if you fucking ask me. And then we change that. I really feel. The, I, I hate it. It's <laughs> me too. Um, it's just, it's, it, it's like, it's the same amount of fucking daylight. Like, you know, fuck you. So, uh, but you can really feel it. You can feel like the extra sunlight that's going on Absolutely. with, you know, the, 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 the course of the sun through the day, you know, and it, it just feels brighter out for longer. Um, so, uh, you know, I, 
it's definitely a time of year you can feel it and like you you know you want to go outside because it's warmer or you're opening windows you know letting yeah. the air come through yep yeah and then you know you are doing stuff outside and also all of a sudden you realize it's 7 p.m because the sun hasn't set yet and it's like oh yeah. This is nice, and the, it is the where you really get the noticeable increase in the daylight, which peaks around mid midsummer. So. Yeah, but it's, um, it's I mean it's it has been nice. It's been a little dreary. It's been a little rainy up this way. Um, I know it has been for you a little bit too, but yeah, still um, cold, still chilly here. But yeah, um, you it's know still, we, we've had a few snow showers, but it doesn't stick. Right, and if the sun comes out, it gets warm. Yes. But it's one of those things where if the sun goes away, it gets cold really fucking quick right now. Like it, nighttime or if it's dreary and the, the clouds are out, it gets really, really cold really quick in this, this portion of the country. Yeah. So but, like um, in the 20s and 30s Fahrenheit. And um, yeah. but when it gets warm, it can get up into the 60s, which is really nice. And you can see everything starting to green up and starting to bud and flower. And mm -hmm. you know, Beltane is that celebration of the um, resumption of the green lush abundant um uh, fertility of the earth in the kind of the celtic you know the british celtic and european celtic um cultures ancient cultures and it kind of ties into easter it, but we celebrate easter a little bit earlier because they um kind of merged that kind of some of that springtime celebration with the the Passover celebration, which happens a little bit earlier, but right. traditionally in kind of North in Europe, it was this time of year to celebrate that kind of fertility of springtime. And a lot of um, some other, you know, kind of the more pagan traditions still celebrated. It. It's, um, you know, in Wicca, in some of the um, modern Druids, neo-pagans, um, Still, but it's, but it's but it's basically just that trans that celebration of the transition from spring to summer. Yeah, <clears throat> you know that. You know that real. You know that idea that we're almost to the point of the you know the the uh, what you could call like the fulcrum of the whole thing. Like you're getting to that point where it's going to peak off and go down. But we're heading towards that. We're at that midway point from where it began to go back to there to where right. we get to there. Right. So the the th first things in the calendar are the maximum and minimums, which are in the winter time, which is midwinter, which is right where around we have where we have the least amount of sunlight. Least amount of sunlight. It's in the northern hemisphere. It's the darkest time of the year in the summer. Southern hemisphere, it's the lightest, so it's their summer, our winter. But so in our winter, we have that darkest day of the year, the most nighttime, the most least amount of light. In you know, the more you know, ancient and agricultural traditions took that as the very you know, it's general, also generally the coldest getting into the coldest time of the year, where it is kind of the most static. Um, and then the opposite of that is midsummer on the calendar, which is the longest day of daylight. It's usually very warm. It is when you're starting to get the first fruits and things starting to happen. So it's that time of abundance versus midwinter, which is that kind of lean time where you have to, um, you know, you have that loss of light. You have to hope that you had enough food over the summertime. So this is kind of like some somewhat of the midpoint 
you know, and they knew that the day equal day daylights are the equinoxes, but the equinox in the spring, which is um, the resumption, the increase of light, decrease of daylight happens. What they call, I think, in bulk, which is when mm -hmm. you really start noticing it. And then between that equinox and midsummer is this point, which is Beltane, um, which is kind of the celebration of the greening up. And a lot of the um, mythology around it talks about the like Mother Earth or May Queen and the um, masculine, which is the um, the May King. Sometimes it's called the Green Man. Um, ah, the Green Man. The Green Man, yeah. And so this is the um, where they have matured enough that they can kind of come together. And is it is I mean, a um, I, think the, I think the Green Man got adopted by the 420 culture. Mm hmm. Well. I think there's some of that going on too. You know, <laughs> so it is this kind of celebration of, of um, the abundance of the earth, um, yeah. the um, fertility of the earth. And so a lot of fertility and sexuality um, rituals also are timed to this time. So this is where you get the, um, you know, time of the enactment of the sacred marriage between the feminine and the masculine. So, um, <clears throat> you know, with the, female participant being the embodiment of the May Queen and the masculine participant being the embodiment of the May King or the Green Man. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, <clears throat> enjoying their springtime, which here in our time of social isolation and <laughs> shelter in place, you know, um, there's not a lot of <laughs> easy dating <laughs> or outdoor celebration right now <clears throat> coming together yeah. and you know enjoying of the abundance of the world yeah i mean well people are still getting out i mean i've noticed a lot of people still getting out and walking and doing things you know i think people should be more apt to stick to where they're at you know i mean just stay in your you know your relative town or whatever if you work out of town or whatnot you go to where you go you come home you know stick around well i mean what i've noticed a lot of times uh is like when there's really nice days people flock to places like here to like the beach you know and it's not a good idea like to j just stay where you're at you know kind of hang out you know I get it. I get that people want to get out and about and go places and do things. and But, you know, just, you know, kind of hang out where you're at. Enjoy, like, what's where you're at. <clears throat> you know, for some people, that's not the greatest of things. Um, some people live in the dense parts of the city. But, you know, I mean, uh, enjoy what you can. Um, but at least get out. Get the fuck out of the house. Um and enjoy some of this time of year. You know, enjoy the sunlight. I mean, as it is increasing, you know, get some of that, India. <laughs> Fucking need it. <laughs> we all do right now. I think we all could use a little fucking brightness and joy in our lives. Mm. Yeah. So it is this uh, celebration of life, it's um, abundance. Um, there were some traditional traditions called going a maying, which is kind of where you would spend the night outside and you would essentially hook up with someone um, for the night and uh, oh, celebrate. Just, oh, a, just a fucking, just a one nighter. Could be, yeah. 
Sometimes, you know, often if you were already coupled up, you would just go out and be camping with, out. With whoever you were with. But if you were not, you might you, find someone in the woods. You kind of paired up and, hey, it's fucking Beltane. <laughs> yes. Or it could be more than pairs. I mean, I, I don't think this. Oh, thing- listen, with men and women, I mean, or whatever. Like men, men and men, women and women. It's let's fucking face bat facts. It's always been about hooking up. <laughs> <laughs> it's fuck. That's what it's about. It, the, I I was always like baffled when I get into dating. You know, mm-hmm. after my after my marriage fucking failed, <clears throat> you'd see these people be like, "I'm not here for sex." Bullshit. <laughs> fucking bullshit. You are here to get fucked everybody is i mean if you're not i I question whether or not you're a living breathing human being (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know so yeah yeah, of course these people you know use these times of celebration you know as like these you know times of sexual promiscuity or whatever it was you know that was their fucking get-togethers that was when they would probably see more people or or a bigger slice of the population than they would ever see at any other time, you know, earlier on in history. Oh, well, right. They didn't they didn't really have like what we have, shopping malls or or whatever. Yeah. They, you know, so and in the wintertime, it could be very, very cold. And so people s- either largely stayed indoors in their own shelter. So the wintertime was their time of shelter in place, essentially. Yeah, they just kind of hung out. And so, you know, the springtime was that like deep exhale like oh now we can kind of get out we can have it's easier to socialize the weather is warmer um and plus there's all this kind of abundance and you know they also wanted to show um show their appreciation of the earth and caring for the earth to bring forth an abundant harvest so some of these you know some of it was for the pure fun of it and the enjoyment of it and you know the wild night of it and i'm pretty sure there was some you know because they would have um, Beltane bonfires, mm-hmm. and they still do. People who celebrate this still do. And so, you know, it's just not standing around the fire. There is a celebration of life. You grew up in my you family. Know. That was just a weekend celebration, right? So, but there's the, there's, the, there's the drinking. There's the you know whatever you know substances. Oh hell hell yeah! You know, and then there's a, you know frolicking in the woods. So things are going to get naughty and fun. Um, yeah. You know, and the part of it is that celebration and that also the welcoming of that increase of new life. So, um, you know, whatever, whatever happens on Beltane stays in Beltane. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it sure as hell ain't happening in Vegas right now. Mm. <laughs> um, so. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting time of year. And I like I it, it's uh, it is a very transitional period. You know, this this time from, uh, you know, the end of April into May, you know, when we're growing up, I I know for me growing up, it was always April showers bring your May flowers. You know, that's when you start seeing all your uh, everything starts kind of coming out, really. Mm -hmm. You know, everything kind of melts off in March and April. But then everything kind of goes you know, kind of explodes. So this is, it is a really transitional time, you know, in, if you're talking seasonally, 
Um, and I think a lot of these seasonal transitions and transitions like this, that are even symbolic that they, they make sense on uh, other levels too. You know, they're, they're just, they're times, they're periods that we transition through, you know? So I, I, I find it to be, uh, to be interesting that it's not necessarily just the, the natural, uh, seasonal transition that's going on it it, it kind of takes place spiritually you know through all kinds of different avenues of life these these changes that that happen throughout the year i think that they mirror one another in a lot of cases yeah no yep. so it's very interesting <clears throat> yeah it's a um it's nice how the um the you know a celebration of what the the seasons are doing outside and that kind of tying in an appreciation of nature and um a lot of our kind of modern holidays don't necessarily connect with kind of the natural rhythms of the world but this is one that can be celebrated can be tied in you know it's a, a celebration of you know the abundance of mother earth and and her bringing forth her abundance. And then it just is all the different ways that that manifests. So. Oh yeah. A lot of this stuff was based around like the crops mm -hmm. and, you know, like the, the, you know, the, 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 just the, the, the cycles that they would go through, you know, this is the time where we, we, you know, we plant the shit. This is the time where we do this shit. This is the time. And it, it's a celebration kind of that process, really. Well, yeah, the whole year is because the other side of this is uh, right around Samhain, which is, mm -hmm. you know, October 30th and the first of, to the first of, um, or Samhain, I think is the, uh, it looks like Samhain when you see it written, but Samhain is how I often hear it. Mm -hmm. uh, pronunciation, pr pronounced is, um, it's the opposite side. This is when you get the noticeable decrease and that's the kind of the chilly fall time of Halloween, all Hallows night, which is the um, celebrating of the harvest, the end of the harvest, bringing everything in, shutting everything down to prepare for the dark of the winter time. Um, so, and instead of celebrating that spring coming forth, the increase, the abundance of life, you're celebrating the kind of the, the dwindled down, um, the quieting down, <clears throat> the migrating animals are, are mostly left by the 1st of November. You know, the leaves have fallen off the trees, whereas at this time, all of the trees are pretty much greened up now. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, th so these kind of ancient or more agricultural cultures, you know, honored that shift of the seasons. You know, it came part of their kind of their storytelling. And it was that kind of predictable cycle of life where they that's what you know that celebration is much more about death where this one's much more about sexuality abundance fertility um life life yeah yeah like the yeah. the the progression or the sustaining of life yes you know that's and and like i said it, it, it's very much celebratory of those cycles you know, those things that they were going through, you know, this is where we do this thing. This is where we do this thing. This is where we harvest. This is where we, you know, it's all, it, it's all part of that. 
Yeah, you know, I, I think in, so. in winter when everything's really cold, that the you know the the idea of Yule, yep, like that 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 is it's a celebration in looking forward. Yeah, that one little um, maintaining that fire in the cold mm-hmm. and the dark mm-hmm. is is like what Yule is about. Yeah, you know, and then Midsummer. You know, you hear about Midsummer's Eve. I mean, Shakespeare writes a whole play about it. Is that, you know, celebration of like the fullness of really the fullness of life where Beltane is kind of like the coming together and that um, first bit of um, coming of age into, you know, sexuality and um, celebrating of like all the excitement of all that life can be. And then in August, they have some like Maybaum. Um, which are like about the harvest because right about that time is when, you know, the fields are the last of the harvests are really ripening. Mm-hmm. Um, but you already are by the end of August in this area anyway, are noticing the shortening of the days. Oh, it, what's interesting to me is though our holidays have kind of separated as we've become more industrialized from the life cycles and they're more commercialized or material oriented where um, springtime. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. About the, the Easter bunny and the, you know, the eggs. And it's less about. Oh, yeah. It's all about chocolate. It's all about chocolate. It's just all chocolate. Like <laughs> it, you, you go from one chocolate holiday to the next. It's all it is now. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you go from what you go from Christmas. Well, Christmas is the most commercialized thing there is. So you got Christmas, which is just presents, candy, everything. And then from there, okay, wait a minute. You got to take that little stop off because there is the Super Bowl. And no matter how much people like to act like the Super Bowl is not an important thing in American culture, let's face facts. It fucking is. Okay. Like, I'm not even a football fan. I stop for a minute for the fucking Super Bowl. Okay. (laughs) You know, I, I, it's just one of those things now, um, in my opinion. Uh, then you go to Valentine's Day, which is uh, uh, it's trinket chocolate holiday. <laughs> From there, you go to St. Patrick's Day, which is just drinking. I mean, there's no chocolate involved. It's just booze uh, to Easter, which is the next chocolate holiday. Uh and it goes on and on. I mean, the, uh, July 4th, the Independence Day for Americans is a barbecue holiday. You know, that's like a, that's your fucking fireworks and barbecue holiday. But then you go to what's the next thing that you wind up with? Is it Halloween, which is the next chocolate holiday? Yeah, it's all chocolate. I, I bet I, th- if they could turn fucking Thanksgiving into a chocolate holiday, they would. If they can make you glaze that fucking turkey in chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, I mean, it's just, to me, it just seems one chocolate holiday to the next. It's so commercialized. It's so sicky sweet. It's too much. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're right. If we could get back to the base things that that these, uh, these traditions were worked around, then it would be better. Like all around, it would be better. Like for the 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 looking, you know, just it, it, it 
being able to celebrate it in that way, not having to have all the the commercialization or all the extra bullshit that goes with it. Um, you know, just enjoy it for what it is. It is base thing. Yeah. Well, you I know, mean, but, I'm just, but, but we can't do that anymore as a society. People don't like that shit. Well, I mean, and it's hard in our society because in a lot of ways, s- sexuality has been mainstream. So these, um, you know, agricultural holidays that kind of celebrated the, the, fertility and fecundity of the earth and uh Char uh, martin says this reminds me of the new tv series motherland fort salem they had an episode titled beltane it was basically one big orgy <laughs> I mean, some um, people take some some writers take those things and they run with it i mean look at uh what's the, that that movie which I, I did not enjoy by the way uh that uh i can't ari aster did uh midsummer i liked his other one hereditary that was fucking weird but midsummer i get what he was going for with it like he's going for but it it was a take on like a a, you know a a ritual thing done by you know obviously it was a far off fucking take you know it's horror and shit and it's an experience but you know people take these things and they run with them I love it when you get a good horror movie that has a take on like the traditions of things that have gone on for ages. Mm-hmm. Like when, it, if somebody taps into that, you know, it already has a feel of, of realness to it. It already has a feel of something that's already there. Yeah. I think that uh, one of the best things that did that completely fictionally, by the way, was uh, the Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. They made a completely fictional thing seem real, mm-hmm. so it had some some uh, some some truth for people when they went and saw it, mm-hmm. and then scared the fuck out of them. But it was all just a bullshit story, you know. In the end, but like I love it when like a good horror writer or uh, director slash writer whatever takes a good story that's you know already has basis in like tradition and then bring something else out of it. It's always really cool. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. cool stuff there, but yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. To Shar Martin's point too. Like, yeah, I think that is one of the kind of current, our cultural um, judgments is that a, a festival that celebrates um, abundance in sexuality is all of a sudden just going to go right to the origin. <clears throat> which, like, that's oh, not- yeah historically that's not necessarily true but if that's the what their culture was um acceptable in their culture yeah then then you know it's not i don't feel like it's my place to judge that um if that you know and there is a lot of still a lot of judgment about open relationships and polyamory that was not necessarily present in the past um yeah like there are a lot of things in the past were just understood like they're just like okay, yeah. I mean, but th- those things have changed over time too. Like as different, you know, uh, moral codes in sexuality have been, you know, tossed around and used, uh, usually with religious connotations. Um, but I mean, let's face facts: we're sexual creatures. You know, that's it's it, 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 at our base level, we are. 
you know, if you choose to live a life of monogamy, then hey, that's your that's your thing. If you choose to live a life of non-monogamy, that's your thing and that's cool too. I mean, I don't I don't see an issue with it. You know, either way, you know, if you do, if you're a guy and you want to be gay, like I don't have a problem with that. If you're a woman, you want to be gay, I don't have a fucking problem with that. Like, like sexuality is a, just a thing. It's not. It shouldn't be demonized in any way. Like, uh, there are certain parts of it. Like, okay, pedophilia. Now, there, I think we can all demonize something with sexuality. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So it does kind of, you know, have you ask about what, what the lines are and what the lens is that you're kind of viewing something. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm thinking about this too, in terms of like our uh, codes of professionalism really minimize any kind of sexual expression in the workplace. Whereas maybe 500 years ago, that was not the case because people who are working on farms, and I grew up on the farms, you can't help but see it. It's everywhere. The animals just do their thing. You know, you yeah, just... I you laugh about it, you accept it, but accept it. You just kind of move on. Yeah. Um, you know, but right now our culture is like, you just don't, you know, pretty much. We're, we're so closeted about sex and sexuality, especially in America. I think, you know, I just, I saw a, a picture. I'm not a big lady Gaga fan, but I saw this and it kind of made me chuckle. She, there's a picture of her, uh, walking around with, uh, she had a t-shirt on. That had uh, Snow White spread eagle with her bush hanging out, and this, you know, like the fucking seven dwarfs. Like, I was just like, that's fucking awesome. Like, that's great. I mean, I didn't look to see if the, because uh, I don't check to see if the dwarves had any of their dicks hanging out, but if they did, you know, you know, true to form, I'm good for that, you know. I didn't look for it. I just saw, you know, Snow White with her fucking <laughs> big spread bush out. So I'm just like, to some people, that's going to be so shocking. That's horrible. But is it? I mean, at its fucking base, is it? For one, it's a cartoon depiction. You know? Mm -hmm. But at even at its base level, like, it's just a nude woman. And maybe a bunch of nude dwarves with their dicks hanging out. I don't know. I didn't look for that when I looked at the picture. I hope they were. Right. Well, in, in, are we in some ways suppressing our sexual expression? And so that when it finally bubbles up, it kind of bubbles up in like weird or unexpected right. ways. Right. And in negative ways. And I think that's more, more to the point of the problem. Like does, does that suppression of that add to the negativity of it? And I, th I think the answer is yes. In a lot of cases, I think the answer is yes. You look at a lot of these, uh, especially a lot of serial killers that had really overbearing mothers, um, you know, who came down on them hard, especially about sex. You know, it, it does something to people. You know, it, I think it seriously does something to people. And I think these expressions, these like these celebratory expressions of those things. Now, I'm not saying that everybody should go on and be having a fucking orgy or, you know, going on and fucking hooking up for fucking Beltane, for fuck's sake, especially not right now. But, you know, maybe like at its base thing, these things, these ideas aren't bad ideas. You know, this idea of just going out and just being sexually expressive for a night with somebody, you know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I know that I'm a dude with fucking questions. 
and I'm not going to stop having questions about about shit. Why should why should why should we stop? I mean, the day I stop questioning shit, fucking bury me for fuck's sake. You know, like right. that's the day I've given up. Yeah. Well, ha- have you heard of the OMG Yes site, which is um OMG Yes? Oh yeah, like oh oh my god, yes, but it's OMG capital OMG. No, yes. I've heard and nothing. It, and it's a new it's a site that's been developed for women that's somewhat um a tutorial. Um, but it's to get them more in touch with their own sexuality and that it's okay Good. to have pleasurable experience. And, um, you know, and one of the comments and who knows, maybe it was manufactured, but it was of a, an older woman in the, or in her forties and fifties who said, you know, I was really hesitant to join this site. I thought it was probably going to be pornographic. She goes, but I learned a ton. And I, one of the things I learned was that my desire wasn't lewd or wrong or dirty. Yeah. And then that's the thing, like people need to understand that, you know, and, and I think that uh, too much, too many things have been demonized for too long. And uh, it's, you know, there are fetishes out there that are not horrible things, but many people, if they found out that people had those fetishes would be like, oh my, I can't believe that. That's horrible. And it's why people have to hide everything. You know, it, 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 it's, 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 and it's, it's too bad. It's too bad. It really, really is too bad. It, it almost makes me kind of like <clears throat> hope for the day when they, everybody can just read everybody's minds, you know, like when we all know we're all just as fucking sick and depraved as the next fucking person. <clears throat> and we just <laughs> let go of all that bullshit, you know? That fucking mm-hmm. horse shit of, oh my God, I'm offended. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think for me too, it's that sometimes people spend a lot of time in shame about some of their wants and think oh, that yeah. they're the only one. And, you know, it any can be- guy that's ever fucking come on his stomach has fucking had shame for fuck's sake. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <clears throat> That's just fact. <laughs> so, I mean, shame is a fucking thing. And it, I, I think in a lot of cases, it's ingrained in us from society. But there are, I think there are, there were uh, genetic instinctual benefits to it as well. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that le- like, especially for guys, like guys, when guys fucking come, they're just like fucking <laughs> it's that fucking switch for some guys. There's like, ah, on to the next thing <laughs> or they're out, you know, but, um, but yeah, shame is a fucking is, is definitely a thing. And I'm not a woman, so I don't deal with fucking woman's shame, but I can, I can tell you for a fact that, you know. I mean, just talking with fucking guys and being a fucking guy, it's it's there. It's definitely right. there. Right. You know, and <clears throat> if you've been you, brought up in a... You wipe a puddle of cum off yourself and you're full <laughs> of shit. Uh, <laughs> well, right. And I mean, it, for some, you know, they're, you know, they have that 
inability to enjoy something that's supposed to be so innately and naturally pleasurable. Um, And then, so, you know, oftentimes, and you hear of it, particularly in terms of the woman being frigid, you know, or cold, and she just lays there and it's, you know, but in a lot of cases, it's, it's because that ability to enjoy oneself has been somehow either consciously or unconsciously taught to some people. Or, or usurped by somebody. Or usurped because there's been some very, you know, negative, traumatic sexual experiences that have caused that to be shut off, which is just like awful. Mm. And that is not okay. We are absolutely not condoning anything in that, you know, uh, vein of things. Um, But it is, um, and that takes years to recover from. And some people don't ever fully recover from that to be able to enjoy their sexual health and their enjoy their bodies that they're um, meant to, you know, experience pleasure with, Mm. which is a big part of this kind of, you know, the belting experiences, enjoying your body and the sensuality of your body sexually and otherwise, you know, that experience of the, the warm summer, um, spring, summer air, the smell of the flowers. It's extremely sensual time. Well, and, and, and like, I remember like when I was young, this time of year, you were like getting back outside with people. You were mingling with other people again. You were hanging out with all your friends outside again. Yes. You know, it wasn't just, you weren't, you know, you didn't have to be inside anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so you could have your, your gatherings and stuff. And, and especially with this time, what we're going through right now, it makes it really hard. Like, I know for a lot of people, this is the time where they like to get out and they like to, you know, have those bonfire parties or, you know, enjoy the nice night air. It's, it's what people do, you know, uh, and. And I would say that probably humanity has been doing that for thousands of years, but oh, as yeah. it's become more industrialized and more urban, it's it's tapering off a lot. So well, yeah, but people still hold on to it and people still do it. I mean, fire pits are a thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Know? I mean, I think that's why people want to have a fire pit because there's this like natural yearning this desire to get out there and you know, look into a fire and enjoy the air, outside air. And even you know? that fire pit smoky smell, it's yeah feeling. Yeah, it's, no, it, just to have a few drinks and in you know chatting around a fire bonfire. It's just a fun thing to do. And, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, I com- I completely agree. I grew up with it, so you know, I had not an uncle that had bonfire parties every weekend for the most part. You know, I, I went to them all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so um, you know, in Beltane is one of those fire ceremonies and particularly at night where it was like they would keep the fire going and it would be very jovial celebratory time um but with our current age of corona where we're being encouraged to stay inside um yeah it's a hard time it's it's hard but i mean like i said you can get outside you know you can go out um you know we live in an area that's that's pretty rural you know, it's not as built up as some of the other bigger cities. I mean, even our like quote unquote cities aren't that all built up <clears throat> in Maine and New Hampshire. Um, but you know, if you, you can, you can at least go outside and enjoy the outside. It's just we're in a time of social distancing or fucking physical distancing, whatever you want to call it. 
Um, but just, you know, at least get yourself, get outside and enjoy, you know, some of the, enjoy some of that because, uh, you know, it's, it is a time of year to do that. I, mean, I was out the other day, like it was beautiful. Out. Um, yeah, yesterday you know, was really nice. Today. Couple, a couple of weekends ago, I, I went up and, uh, painted my uncle's deck outside and like, just went up there and painted the friggin' deck and was outside all day and got a fucking sunburn. <laughs> I'm a fucking dummy. But, uh, you know, just, you know, it, it, getting outside and doing things outside are important too. You know, mm-hmm. as much as, you know, we're trying to be socially distant. But, uh, you know, and I would say to people, you know, try to stay local, you know, for right now. You know, you're not helping anything by moving this, moving around, or, you know. So I don't know. It's 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 a really tough time, and it's tough on people. It's tough on people emotionally, uh, mentally. Um, well, and we're physical creatures, and we're mammals, and mammals are meant um, interact with the world through their senses, and physical touch is a big part of that. And you know, we're primates. Yeah. And you know, you see primates in the wild living in group. You don't really, not too, a few of them do, but not too many of them live solitary lives. Yeah. So there is that kind of innate craving for touch and um, for social interaction and um, in staying home, it makes over time makes that difficult. And um It'll be interesting to see how we recover from that because, you know, weeks of, of doing this is going to have some kind of toll on the human psyche and on the human experience. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's, it, it, we need to be there for each other right now in a big, big way because there are a lot of people who are going through some stuff emotionally um, that just... Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to go through things on your own. And if you don't have to, I mean, don't, you know, reach out, have somebody to talk to. And we have the internet. We have this amazing thing where like, I can talk to Holly like this. And when Holly's not on the show, I can actually see her face. I don't see that, you know, alien looking (laughs) thing there. I see her, you know, so like people can have like interactions and see each other. Um, it just, you can't, in a lot of ways, you can't get together to see each other anymore. Um, you know, was in some cases, like I, you know, like I've said many times, I, you know, talk to my father every day, my mother every day. Um, you know, I reach out to my son. It's, it's what you, you do. Um, you know, cause they're not here with me. So. It's what I have to do. Um, but on that note, Holly, I think I'm going to wrap us up. Yeah. So this was like a quick little yeah, well, secret was, slip was, in to the. It was, <laughs> it was bonus show. It was a bonus show. It was um, bonus, bonus time. Yeah. A little. Awesome. I'm pretty sure this was episode 30, Holly. <laughs> I don't Before. even know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, this has been Slip Into the Night. I do believe episode 30. Uh, Beltane. Uh, we will be back on Saturday with uh, the inner Earth. Inner Earth. Inner Earth. I think <clears throat> it's much like an inner ear thing. 
but <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, join us on Saturday as well for uh, Inner Earth discussions, uh, and uh, of course I'll be doing the show on Sunday. And I, Matt and I are recording a show tonight that will be airing. I don't know when, but I know we're recording it tonight. So. I will see you guys on the other side. Maybe.